Welcome back to God's Brand. It's your host, Puzzle Making Poe, and we're at you guys with another grown man's book club. We are on chapter four. four. Uh, we are on the floor, but chapter four of Tulsa, 1921, uh, or the massacre of the 1921 Tulsa. Uh, I don't think it was a riot. So I'm not going to say that. Um, I just want to talk a little bit before we start off. It's going to make the episode a little longer. And the people who want to hear the material, I'm sorry. Let's um, say skip to minute three if you want. No, let's just say five, minute five. Skip to five minutes if you want to just get skip over this. Because this is just kind of going to be me rambling for a second. give you a second to do that now all right so everybody who decided to stay and hear a little bit of this ramble that we got going on um it's really just a lot of nonsense honestly i just um i failed today so for the last couple months i've been thinking about a book i wanted to do uh in the past i had done maybe two or three drafts in the works of just figuring out how I wanted to do the book. And I woke up today and was like, um, it's been a little while. Let me just do it. So I went off and just started doing it. Um, I kind of already had the recipe down for how I wanted to write the book. So I didn't have to do too much outlining for it. And, um, you know, I don't think that's where I failed at. I think where I failed was the sense that I didn't just um, slow down and you know, double check all the work I was doing as I was doing it. Uh, that's the key that I feel like a lot of us need to remember that if we want to make something really great, we have to appreciate it while we're doing it and really show that we're putting greatness into it. And I wasn't doing that. So, um, you know, I threw away the copy that I did today. I, I'm not interested in trying to re- rework it or to adapt the book I've done I just am ready to start fresh again and um, a fresh start is the best beginning and take it from there so um, it's hard to fail it just takes a lot out of us and you know it's why right now today I'm not willing to start that second go around at it because I just know that I need a fresh start to do it and um you know, I failed today, so today's not the best day to have that first start on that. And that doesn't mean I can't find a first start in something else. So, you know, we're here doing the book club just to get a fresh start at the podcast for the day. You know, this is the fresh beginning. And, you know, I think that's just really important for us to remember that, you know, we're going to fail. And I want to ramble a little bit about it. Then it is what it is. And, you know, we're here to grow together. So I want you guys to feel comfortable coming to the brand and saying, look, I fucked up. I fucked up bad. And this is where I'm at. And this is what I want to do to fix what I fucked up. And sometimes the best way to fix things is just walking away. And, you know, maybe that's what we need to talk a little bit more about on this podcast is what it takes to walk away from certain situations. It's never going to be simple. And to make it simple, we just got to do it. 
So to walk away from this conversation, we need to remember that there's people listening right now who do not want to face these difficulties that I'm talking about. They don't want to be in it. They just are here to learn something and move forward. And we have to appreciate them. So there always comes a point where we have to say, okay, we did this. We've been through this. This isn't the first time we've done this. And what are we going to do different now? And, you know, sometimes it's just about taking a breather and remembering that you don't have to keep moving. we got 30 seconds left until those people return to us. And when they return, let's bring them back to quiet. Let's bring them back to peace, not allow disruption. So let's get 10 seconds to these people just so they know they are valid and they're wanted here. Welcome back. So that 10 seconds is clear for the ones who stayed and the five minutes is up for the ones who skipped. So we're all on the same page and we're all ready to hear what the story was that set Tulsa ablaze. So that's the chapter title here is the story that set Tulsa ablaze. It is going to be a really powerful chapter. I think just about all of these chapters are around 10 pages. Um, let me give a little validation here. Yep, so they're all about 10 pages, um, at least this chapter is. So we may get about five pages through this and call it a good stopping point since we want to try to get at least a majority of the way through the material without trying to clutter too much in one. So we're going to push through it. If we do get any chapters that I feel are a little bit shorter or maybe not as impactful, then we may do a full read. I've enjoyed just stopping in the middle and picking it back up where we were. It gives me an opportunity to think about what I'm we're reading here for a couple days and how I'm going to apply it to other things I've going on in life. So um, if you guys don't enjoy this way that we read, I'm willing to sit down and read a whole book and then allow it be edited out to smaller clips. Although just being able to sit down and read the whole thing would be nice for some people. So I definitely understand that, especially if you're like, oh, I just want to go on vacation and maybe I got a 10 hour drive. Let me just put this book on and, you know, really listen to five hours to of just this book. And, you know, I want to be able to make that possible for y'all without having to click through and find 30 different episodes for one book. So without further ado, page 30, the beginning of chapter four. The story that set Tulsa ablaze. Later it'd be said that Sarah Page and the young man called Dick Rowland were acquaintances, and maybe a bit more. A half a century after whatever happened on that downtown Tulsa elevator, a woman who claimed she was Dick Rowland's adoptive mother would say her and Paige have been lovers. Perhaps they were, but the story Dammy Rowland told the Ruth Avery record now another half a century ago contains just enough inconsistence to make one wonder how much Dammy Rowland would firsthand and how much she acquired secondhand and thirdhand over the inter intervening years. 
The fact is, remarkably, little is known about these two central characters in the drama that would that was about to unfold. This is particularly true of Paige, unnamed in initial reports that refer- referred to her as an orphan. Working her way through business college, she was later identified as a 15-year-old divorcee from Kansas City who had come to Tulsa while the dust settled on the the ruins of a brief and unhappy marriage. Roland is described by various sources as a biological son of David and Alice Ollie Roland, the adopted son of Dave and Oliver. Their biological grandson and their adopted grandson, the only Richard or Dick Roland in the city directories of the period was white, but Dave and Olive didn't have a 16-year-old John Roland live with them at the time in the 1920 census. John Roland is listed as the grandson born in Texas. Demi Roland, Dave and Oliver's daughter, said in her 1972 interview with Dick, Dick Rowland's real name was Jimmy Jones. That she had taken him off the streets in Vena when he was a small boy and that he lived, that he was born in Arkansas. Alice Andrews, who had just turned 19 that fateful morning, told interviewer Dave, Eddie Fayette Gates in the 1990s that Dick Rowland and she re- referred him by that name was the son of David Rowland and was a well-off boy who didn't have to work. Okay, so I just want to slow down really quick because we've gotten five minutes through this book and I don't think there has been a single fucking thing that has made sense to me. I just want you to know that, like, whenever you read and you're like, what is going on? You know what? That happens to me. Why in the fuck are we talking about some girl named Alice Andrews? While at the same time trying to figure out who the fuck David is. Or Dave. Whatever the fuck his name is. I'm just very frustrated right now at this book. I just wanted to let you know. If you're frustrated too, I am as well. It's frustrating not to know what's going on in a book. And I just really am not enjoying how this writer is writing the book. I really think it's not coherent. And I'm upset with it. I just want you to know that. We're going to move forward though. Because I just spent a minute and a half rambling about how this book does not make sense. So. He didn't have to work. But did. Robert Cherfield told Gates that he knew Dick when he was a star football player at Booker Washington High School. He had a reputation of being a good-looking ladies' man. Dick Rowland is generally identified as a boot black, but sometimes as a delivery boy. There's a suggestion, but no more than that, that he may have also been engaged in less honorable pursuits. So elusive 
is the truth about Dick Rowland and Sarah Page that even the one thing history has been most sure of, that they were together in that elevator in downtown Tulsa on the morning of May 30th, 1921, is sometimes disputed. The story told by police and reported the next afternoon in the Tulsa Tribute is that Rowland got into the elevator operated by Page on the third floor of the Durex building at 319th South Main Street, and that somewhere on the way to the ground floor, the two came into contact. Page screamed, attack, attracting the attention of an employee at Remberg's department store, which occupied the first two floors of the four-story building. The unnamed employee summoned police while Roland fled. He was arrested the next morning, exactly when the elevator incident is supposed to have occurred, is unclear. The tribute says it was early in the day, suggesting the, the morning. It seemed unlikely, though, that it happened during the Memorial Day Parade, which passed right by the Durex building. In that case, there almost certainly would have been more witnesses. Also, Remberg's was close was closed because of holidays, which has caused skeptics to question the entire story. Why they asked would the unnamed store clerk have been present for the matter? Why was Dick Rowland in the Dexter building? Since most of it was not of the offices on the upper floors were likely closed, these questions play in a parallel narrative, one in which all is followed was not about race, but about real estate, a scheme in which whites and blacks conspired to create a pretext for turning Greenwood into a warehouse district adjacent to the rail yards. Certainly an effort was made to exploit the riot for that purpose. Whenever the riot was planned and in investigated towards that end is more sinister mystery that may never be definitely solved the presence of roland in the store and the store clerk is probably easy easily explained something must have been going on in the building if the elevator operator was on duty unless that was made up too the tri tribute identified Damon, I mean Diamond Dick Rowland as the delivery boy. The world on July, f I mean on June first, said he was a boot black. Either occupation would have given him the legitimate reason for being on the third floor of the Durex building, even on a holiday. The third and fourth floors on of the building were occupied almost entirely of offices of small oil-related enterprises. So Roland, in fact, could have been delivering or attempting to deliver in the office was closed. If the office was closed. A pair of shoes or, bo or boots or some other package, another story told by Robert, Robert Fairchild, is that Roland had gone into the building to use the restroom. At least two of Gates' informants, Chair Fairchild and a white woman named Claire Forrest said the Durex building elevator was notoriously difficult to operate, shaking and sh shuddering and often leaving an uneven step at the threshold to cause passengers to trip as they exited. 
there is no record that anyone thought page pages or the unnamed store clerk's presence odd perhaps the clerk was stocking shelves or waiting for a delivery perhaps he was going over accounts that neither newspaper reports or witnesses name may or may not suggest something else that the witness was someone more prominent than a store clerk perhaps even store owner sam renberg a major advertiser the newspaper may have been lawfully to identify Tolson's did not have a general knowledge of the incidents until more than a day later, on May 31st, when a short front-page story in the afternoon tribute reported Rollins' arrest the morning by two Tolson officers, one white and one black. Why it took a day to bring in Roland is unclear, and he actually may have been arrested the night before. Chief John Gulfson during his trial in july said roland was arrested the day of the incident and spent a night in jail before being transferred in an event roland's identity seems to have been known quickly and perhaps immediately on june 1st the world reported that roland had been hiding whatever the case the alleged assault of a white girl by a black man should be by sensational news yet it was not reported in reported in the may 30th tribute or the may 31st world whenever the police kept the situation under wraps or the press didn't did we do not know and then there it was on the front page of the tribute it was not the lead store story the banner headline went to wire service account of disarmament talks and the large element of the front page was a grouping of 10 photographs and a story of a beauty contest promoted by the tribute. The story of Dick Rowan's alleged attempt to assault and arrest just five paragraphs at the bottom of the right-hand column, but the headline, Nabney Grove for attacking girl in elevator, was certain to grab attention. All about attention. Oh, so fucking annoying. I mean, why does everyone want attention? What, what, what does attention do for you? What does it really do? All the attention does is make things more difficult. doesn't make it easier. You have all the fucking eyes in the world looking at you. It doesn't make you any better. Oh, sure, you have more influence, but what does influence give you? Problems. The more you influence things, the more problems you cause. The more problems you cause... The more you got going through your head. And we're not supposed to keep our brain cluttered. So why do we want that attention? What does that clutter do for you other than be clutter? Can't answer it. Can't answer that one. And I want to keep reading. Because I am actually very interested in what. headline did and I'm not going to read because we're not going to find out because it was covered up we're not going to know what the headline nab negro for attacking girl in the elevator did we're not going to know that 
The only things we're going to find out in this book are more people and places. Because they're not going to put the truth out for us. They won't. They fear the truth. They fear that if the truth comes out, they won't have the attention anymore. It's sickening that people want the attention that bad. That they're willing to destroy a life of some innocent person. Because they don't want to admit that they're not being innocent. Even if the innocent person had made mistakes. Those mistakes were a part of their innocence. We're allowed to make mistakes. And we got to suffer behind them too. So if it's true that he attacked this girl, then he deserves his charge. If it's true that he was not a nab and that he didn't attack her and he may not even been in the elevator, then he should have been freed. We don't know what happens yet. And if you know what happens and I just am the one here that doesn't know what happened, then good for you. I'm glad you actually know the truth because I don't know anything. I'm reading this book because I don't know anything. I don't have answers. I'm not this educated person. I'm educated enough to read and write English. And that's it. Well, read, write, and speak. That's all my intelligence can do. Read, write, and speak. We all have different difficulties to face. Choose wisely.